the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids show. This is Hi Kids, a show for kids, by kids. My name is Ria Immerman and I'm your host for today. And thank you for tuning in to 101.9 Hi FM. I have a jam-packed show lined up for you today. And to start off, I will be speaking to Glenn Giani. And he is a shoemaker and shoe designer. So keep listening and you could learn a thing or two. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. I have Glenn Giani with me in studio today. And he is a shoemaker and designer. So send your questions to 34519 or telegram to 061-895-1019. Good afternoon, Glenn. Good afternoon. How are you? Very well, thank you. It's nice being here. Let's start with the questions. What materials do you use to make your shoes? Uh, mostly leather. I guess uh, I like the natu- the qualities of leather is far better than the synthetics, and also in the long run, environmentally friendly, um, uh, more environmentally friendly than synthetics. What is the difference between a shoemaker and a carpenter? Well, uh, a shoemaker um, uh, is somebody that actually makes the shoes up. And a carpenter, I think, is somebody that does uh, woodwork, isn't it? Uh, but so, like someone who makes cupboards. Yes, cupboards and so on, yes. We just make, we make, we take leather and make shoes. And they take wood and make cupboards and chairs and stuff. That's right, yes. When do you work? When do I work? Yes. Well, my work never ends <laughs> because being creative uh, is something that you always do. So wherever you walk around, whatever you see, uh, that is where your creativity is born from. So into the evening, watching TV, yeah. all those things uh, uh, create, you know, uh, generates creativity, which we use in our shoes. Okay, so the next question is connected to that. What inspires you to make your designs? Nature. I spend a lot of time in nature, looking at flowers, uh, looking at trees, looking at animals, because the colors and the shapes and the sizes of everything you get in there uh, is the most, most probably the most inspirational things there are. So you ba- So what you're saying is you base a lot of your shoe designs on nature and what you see outside. That's correct, yes. You would, for example, take a, a flower's uh, petal and the shape of the flower's petal and you'll bring it into the design of the actual shoe or the textures of the leaves and yeah. so on. Yes. That's clever. Thank you. Why did you choose to be a shoemaker? I didn't really choose to be a shoemaker. I think shoemaking chose me. Uh, I used to be a, I was everything from a medical student to a, a studying chartered accountancy and even a fashion designer. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At the end of the day, I just accidentally ended up in footwear and I've never looked back. Because you love it now. Oh, I love it. Yes. I love doing it every single day. What kind of shoes do you make? Uh, mostly I, I enjoy making shoes that uh, are done as much as handwork as possible. So I don't like using um, machines, if, 
if it's yeah, possible. You like making them handmade. Yes, more handmade, uh, more. Uh, it's, I, li- I like work intensive and labor intensive uh, footwear uh, because it's unique and people struggle to copy that. I think that's very original and I think it makes the shoe more worth, it makes it better. Yes, because it it's like just to know that it's been just even a little bit handmade instead of just um, made by machines. It's really special to know that. Yes, it is. And I think when you buy a pair of shoes like that as well, you do have a pair special, something special that's going to last you for years yeah. instead of just a few months. Like sometimes I go to this dress shop. Uh, it's like the special material shop, and every dress or sh- or pants or shirt in there is its own original style. Wow, that sounds nice. That sounds an interesting shop. I must find out where that yeah. one is. <laughs> I think it's in Plettenberg Bay. Is it? Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Where do you get the materials to make your shoes? Um, I only use local materials. So I, I've got tanneries. There are tanneries all over the country uh, that I get my leather directly from them. And I support local, very much local. That's a, that also sounds like you support your country as well. Yes, definitely. I'm a great supporter of South Africa, and I'm a great supporter of South African footwear and all South African manufactured products because if we don't do that, uh, we've got big problems lying ahead, ahead yeah. of us in this country. Yes. What do you have to study to become a shoemaker? Well, um, there's two aspects to it. Uh, one is shoe design and yeah, one is shoe making. Yes, so you first got to design whatever you're going to yes. make. It's important. So that's shoe design is the starting point. And as you go and uh, hone those skills, then you can start doing uh, shoe making, uh, which is a completely different skill. There's very few people that actually do both. I'm one of the very, very few um, in the country uh, that do it. So, um, but people usually, the foot people in the footwear industry specialize very much in yeah. what they're, in one or the other uh, field. Yeah. That's actually pretty nice to know you're one of the few people in the world that do something special. Yes, it is. It is actually. But it takes a long time and a lot of work and a lot of persistence. Yeah. <laughs> Do you work alone or with other people? Um, no, I work with other people. Um, my factory that we've got in uh, in the Valley of a Thousand Hills in uh, in uh, Durban uh, is uh, we've got a small group of people that do all the handmade footwear there. So I work with them. Very lovely team I've got there, and then I have lecturers uh, that lecture in uh, all over the country. So they teach other people shoemaking and shoe so designing. They, yes, they teach other people, yes. It's sort of like recruiting other people. Yes. We uh, we we don't do uh, classes the way other people do classes in terms of uh, you go to a le- class and you um, you finish the classes, you finish the course and you kick you out the other end yeah. and we leave you. Uh, we, we do more coaching process. So we assist people in actually developing their own brands, their own names, oh, and okay. then we support them with the manufacturing of their own shoes. So uh, we give them the whole platform so to build their business. So you don't just kick them out at the end. You're like, 
Okay, so you're done with this. So now we're going to help you move on to the next thing. That's correct, yes. Instead of just kicking you out. <laughs> yes, that's correct. How do you think you could change the world by making shoes? Whoa, that's a very, very tough question. Eh? Thank you. <laughs> changing, uh, changing the world. I think, uh, 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 to, for me, I don't think uh, I can change the world, but I can do little contributions uh, in South Africa where we are by creating work, uh, creating entrepreneurs that uh, make shoes. Um, I'm a very firm believer of small businesses and not the large big businesses. Um, yeah. I don't believe in uh, mass production. I believe in uh, rather creating more labor-intensive uh, production systems, Yeah. but where more people can benefit from the system. So putting more hard work instead of just letting the factories do it and your workers, putting more hard work. So I think that's also special to know about shoes, that they've actually put in effort, not just be like, okay, we'll make these shoes, who cares? Yeah, that's correct, yes. No, it's, it's one of the nice things about shoemaking. Every day is a new thing, and every day is exciting. What is your most favorite design you have done? My favorite design? Well, I think um, my one-piece uh, leather shoe that I've designed uh, uh, I may we one of our products we sell quite well is a one piece leather moccasin which is all done by hand and it's made from only a single piece of leather really yes wow <laughs> so how big is the single piece like this big like it's about a, a size of one shoes is as big as a a4 piece of paper about oh so like so like people write on that's right, that's yes. That's people write on. Yes, it's about oh, the wow. size of it. How many times do you have to redo a design before you can make it? Um, well, as you, when you get to my experience, you do it once and you make it. <laughs> but I think when I remember when I started, uh, it was quite a few times. Yeah. Very, lots of frustration, a lot of persistence. But later on you start getting the feel of it and uh, yeah. you can put down what you have to because sometimes you're fresh out of ideas, and then as you get more into the business, you figure out how to get ideas. That's correct, yes, definitely. If you could bring back one thing into work, to the world, what would it be? Like one thing into the world? I think uh, it would also be crafts, because it's something we've lost along the line. Um, yeah. All your old crafts, like, you know, the, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker yeah. scenario in a small town. Um, uh, it's something that I love of Italy, that they still have that um, community within small towns. Yeah. And there's craftsmen, there, arti artisans, everybody doing their thing, and they do it well. So everybody has a part. Is that what you're saying? Yes, that's do you use animal products in making the shoes? Yes, I do. Um, I do. Uh, we use. I only. I personally only use leather. Um, and uh, I know there's a lot of controversy about it yeah. um, from a lot of people. 
Um, uh, the thing is, uh, in my studies that I've uh, researched that I've done on it, um, it, it's the environmental impact and the um, the uh, on on the shoes on using leather is far less than using other products. Yeah. Unless you're using something like cottons or hemp yeah. and so on. Um, you know, you can use silk of silkworms to make clothes if you want to, but um, what people do is they wait for the silkworms to crawl out of their cocoons and then they unravel it. Some people just rip the cocoons out of the box and don't care about the silkworms. So yeah. I think rather, rather if you... Um, if you're a silkworm farmer and you want to make silk, then rather be kind to the animals than make more products. So that's yes. what I think you're trying to say. Yes, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to have respect for animals. As a human being, I believe it's at, uh, it's utmost, it's is of utmost importance. Uh, uh, what, uh, in the foot, in the leather, in the leather we use generally is a byproduct. Of other industries, yeah, we don't uh, go and um, cull animals just to no, uh, nice. to buy just for the leather, yeah. Um, and we would never do something like that. I don't believe we should. No, I don't think so. Who were your role models growing up? Um, my, I think, largely my mother. Uh, she was a very stable. A uh, person with um, with very good business acumen, and uh, she uh, it's somebody I looked up very very um, looked up uh, to a lot, as well as my father. So usually it's your parents, probably because you've been around them your whole life, and yeah. you get to see what amazing people they are. Yeah, that's correct. They were amazing people. Okay. On that note, let's take a quick song break, and we will be right back. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids, for Kids, by Kids. My name is Rue Emmerman and I'm your host for today. Now let's ask some more questions. Have your role models changed now that you're an adult? Yes, they have changed. Uh, I think, uh, you know, these days I look up uh, to people that make a difference. Um, in uh, in the world, uh, and I admire those people for what they do. So, um, you mean people who are famous, or just people you know that you know have changed the world? No, some uh, some famous people, like one of the people I um, I would say one of my role models is somebody like Brayton Breitenbach. No, I don't know who that okay. is. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, he's uh, just one of those people that uh, sh- that showed positivity, you know, through uh, in South Africa over the last twenty, thirty years. Wow! And um, uh, and always stayed the same person, and always said what he had to say, and uh, yeah. made moves to make a change. That's great. Now he's my role model. <laughs> what is? Th- what is the strongest material you have ever used? Um, leather is still one of the strongest materials used in footwear. Uh, then uh, that's for the upper materials. Um, I've used uh, materials like Kevlar, which is what they use in bulletproof vests. Wow. Uh, 
you know, on the insoles of footwear, uh, for hunting boots, uh, that way we, where the boots don't actually have hard soles. Yeah. We use Kevlar in there so that, uh, stones, you know, that, that can't cut if you step on a piece of glass yeah, and so on, it doesn't cut through. through. Yes. What is your favorite material and why? Still leather. <laughs> it looks like I'm a leather fan, eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, leather is fantastic because, uh, it, uh, what leather has, what other materials don't have, it's got the strength. It has, uh, the ability to breathe, which other materials really? don't have. Yes. It, uh, it's, uh, it's like your skin, like any animal skin. It can actually uh, dissipate uh, moisture. From inside the shoe, so when your wow, foot sweats, it actually lets the moisture through and dries out on the outside, and it lets air, fresh air in through the leather. Wow, that's amazing. That's uh, very interesting, and you can also finish, you know, leathers, uh, you can finish it in thousands, millions of different ways. So you get it in all shapes and sizes, thicknesses, uh, different colors, etc., Nice. So you think it's creative and it's strong and it's amazing because of that whole thing you just described. Yes, no, definitely. How do you make shoes? Well, first of all, we, uh, we've got to design them, right? Yeah. Then we've got to make patterns for them. So we actually take our concept and we put it into patterns. Uh, just like clothing patterns, yeah. same thing, the Shoes, shoe patterns is just a little bit more complex than clothing. And then we uh, cut the, we take those patterns and we cut out our, uh, the, shape. the, the shapes of leather that we need. Then we, uh, we do what we call a skiving process where we cut, uh, cut down the, um, bulk of the leather, you know, because sometimes the leather's Fat. thick. Yes, yes. Yeah. So we take some of the bulk, we split it sometimes into thinner pieces. Etc., and then we stitch it together. And then that piece of leather, which is we call the upper of the shoe, which is what you see on top of the shoe, yeah. that actually gets pulled over what, uh, what we call a shoe last. Then if you've seen any of them, they, it's like, you, um, usually, uh, today we use plastic ones, um, uh, but in the past we used to use, uh, um, wooden mm. ones. Really? Yes, and, uh, that's the shape, that determines the shape of the shoe. So it gives it that little, the little thing at the end. I think I'm not sure now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's a, a, that you you must probably be talking about a shoe tree or something like that that you put inside the shoe. This thing is the is a, a shape which determines the internal volume of oh, the shoe. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, whatever leather you pull over that is going to take the shape of that last. Oh, okay, I get yes, it. And now. then we put the sole on the bottom of that. Is it hard to make two, to make two sh two shoes instead of one, two of the same design? So instead of like one million one million pairs, it's two million actual shoes. So that's got to be a bit hard, right? Yes, it's very diff uh, difficult. That's a, that's in mass production when you start producing a lot of shoes. Uh, you know, you got to do them. You're doing uh, some factories make up to about ten thousand pairs wow. of shoes per day. No, <laughs> it's a lot of okay, shoes. Okay, that's a lot of shoes. <laughs> and we sell, an interesting thing is we sell in South Africa, we sell, sell over 250 million pairs of shoes per year. Wow. Yes. Is that good? Because I don't know much about shoes. 
That will shows you how much people love shoes. Yeah. <laughs> do you wear your own shoes? I do wear my own shoes, yes. Uh, not always, no. I don't have my yes. own pair on today. <laughs> <laughs> Who is your favorite shoe designer? Uh, the guy that taught me, Jacob Onignostakis. He was a Greek cobbler. And uh, he taught me to des- do taught me most of my designing and shoe or shoemaking skills. Most of it. I don't have a. Uh, I don't look at uh, main trend designers because they tend to. When you look at other people's designs, it tends to influence your own, and you don't want that. You want to be unique and do your own thing. That's nice. What did you want to be growing up? Um, everything from a doctor to a pilot to a, I didn't know <laughs> when I was young. <laughs> so, um, but uh, at, uh, when I grew up, I always, you know, you have the fallacies of what is nice. That's why I did so many studies and uh, had so many careers. But uh, I think what I chose was the right one at the end of the day. Yeah. Shoe design. Yeah. Okay, so here's a question from Kestra. She says, where can we buy your shoes? We've got an uh, online store at shop.shoedesign.co.za. It's new. So there's not a lot on there yet, but there's going to be all our uh, student shoes are going to be on there um, in the next few months. So find okay. a lot there. And then we also have a shop in um, Pretoria in the Greenland Center in Menlo Park. Uh, there we've got a walk-in uh, shop where you can go. What's a walking shop? That's uh, one we, uh, the, we've got, uh, we sell our shoes in two ways these days. One is online, so you go onto the internet and you buy your shoes there. And some people don't like doing it, so we have an actual sh- store, shoe shop, um, where you can walk in and put on the shoes and fit them on. Okay, so you can actually try the sizes. Yes, you can try the sizes, yes. Now that you're an adult, um, do you think that um, you're... Never mind, sorry. Do you have a shoe brand, and what is its name? Um, I have three shoe brands. The one is Gianni, uh, which I do mostly sneakers on. And uh, then I have a brand Bourbon, which I do uh, I do leather, just normal leather footwear, mostly ladies stuff, moccasins, etc. Like and then I have another brand, uh, which is um, it's a brand called Murtu, which is a, a word that it's Afrikaans word that actually means it's. Uh, it's broken and it's gone. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And that is a very rugged stitch down. Feldskun. So uh, like brand. that's the style. Yes. Oh, okay. That's yeah. pretty clever. When are you the most happy? Um, when I'm traveling with my wife. <laughs> that, then I'm the most happy. Then I'm the happiest. Yeah. What advice? Would you would you give the other listener the other listeners out there who want to be a shoe designer or maker? Well, if uh, it depends what age uh, they are at, if, but the young uh, 
if you're still young, I suggest you uh, draw as much as possible. Yeah, that helps. Yes, <laughs> that it will help. help. <laughs> and uh, be creative, as creative as possible, but also do um, some technical exercises, you know, very uh, geometrical things like yeah. building puzzles. That uh, kind of stuff. Building boxes, try and make boxes and things like that because that assists a lot with the three-dimensional thinking that is needed in footwear. Yeah. Thank you for coming on Chai Kids and teaching us more about shoemaking and designing. Thank you very much. Nice being here. Thank you for inviting me. Pleasure. My pleasure. Okay, so now it's time for Rio's Big Idea of the Week. This is a, this is a new feature, a recent feature, that where I tell you what I think of the world every week on a Wednesday. This idea is, when we grow up, will kids' designs become more important than adults? Have you ever seen YouTube videos where kids' drawings inspire adults to build shapes of glass and creating a new style? Science shows that as you get older, your imagination starts to disappear and your practical side starts to take over. So why are we using practical designs instead of the cool things kids are drawing? So if we could educate kids in a specific way, then we could use those creative designs to help humankind progress. If you agree with me, send your send in your opinions by SMSing on 34519 or on our Telegram line 061-895-1019. This has been Chai Kids for Kids. Bye, kids. My name is Ria Immerman, and I'm 10 years old. Thank you to my guest, Glenn Guyani, for coming on Hi Kids, and thank you to my producer, Senna, and DJ Flo for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Hi Kids show. Goodbye, kids.